listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 3rd of November 2022. Later, why some Christmas party essentials may be in short supply this year. But first, we'll start with the Australian share market, which fell 1.8%, a pretty bad day, 6,857 on the ASX200. It follows a US interest rate rise, 75 basis point increase uh, to a range of 375 to 4%, and the US Fed signalled more rate rises to come. For more on his take and what it means for the share market and for inflation, I spoke earlier with Mark Gardner from Macro Capital. Mark, the Australian share market tanking along with other markets around the region today. It follows a 75 basis point increase in US interest rates. What exactly don't investors like about the move? Because A, wasn't it expected or was it more about future commentary? It was definitely about the future commentary overall. Uh, I think what the market didn't like about it was um, Fed Chair Powell said basically any movements going forward will be data dependent. There'll be a higher threshold for that data uh, for the aggressive rate hikes to continue. But any level of uncertainty, particularly in a bear market and um, with the historically high level of volatility we've had uh, over the last sort of six months, any any form of uncertainty is generally taken um, you know, taken badly and uh, usually ends up being in a, uh, in a you know, uh, results in selling. So, yeah, it's, it was more about the uncertainty, really. It was it was largely expected. They did soften their language, but, um, you know, the Fed's become very good at jawboning over the, uh, the well, basically since the GFC. Uh, and they know it's, you know, they know they shouldn't be changing their language too swiftly and shocking the markets. So um, I think, you know, having watching, having watched the uh, Fed deliver these statements over, you know, a couple of decades, it's uh, any change in the softening of language probably leads to um, what everyone was expecting, but they're not just going to give it to uh, give it to the market straight away because there tends to be knee jerk reactions, which is what the Fed's trying to avoid at the moment. I've seen a lot of different commentary uh, in terms of what Jerome Powell has said today, some suggesting that a peak in interest rates may actually be a bit higher. What do you think? Has has the outlook for rates really changed and, and how will that impact the market? I think the Fed's really looking for a, more of a, um, you know, a U-shaped um, sort of a peak in rates rather than a V-shaped, um, which is what the market is expecting at the moment. I think people, I think the Fed even needs to be a touch more patient. To put things in context, um, there's only been six 75 basis point rate hikes in the last 40 years, four of them in the last four months. And even in the GFC, when we were obviously cutting rates, um, you know, going the other way and you know, the financial system was on the brink, we only saw four um, rate uh, moves more than 50 basis points. And that was over 15 months, not four months. So I think the Fed really needs to review. I, I, I really take the RBA's um, lead here. I think it's um, a much more sensible approach doing incremental, uh, smaller and incremental rate hikes over a period of time rather than trying to front load everything far too hard. So I think they're, uh, from a historical standpoint, they really are putting themselves at risk of, um, of overshooting here. And you, I think you would expect them, you know, they've said obviously data dependent, but I mean, inflation's going to have to be incredibly high and the labour market's going to have to be incredibly tight for them to sustain these sorts of rate hikes. I mean, we've just become a little bit too used to, um, you know, the severity of these hikes. But if you go back and look at it historically, these, these are very extreme measures. So is the fear then that the Fed might tip the US into a hard recession? 
If they continue at this rate, I think it's undoubtedly going to happen. Um, one of the leading indicators being the inverted yield curve is sort of at its lowest level, uh, minus 52 basis points um, in in quite some time. Uh, it will, you know, it, it reverses rather swiftly when it reverses, but I think somewhere around here is going to be the peak. Uh, the average rate cycle is around about the 4.1% um, mark from start to finish. And we are largely one more 50 basis points gets them beyond that. Um, so I think, you know, they they at least need to take a breather because we have basically had those 475 basis point hikes barely having a chance to even filter through to the actual real economy. So... We, I, I dare say these these guys are academics. They're, um, you know, economic historians. I think they'd be well aware of the fact that this is un, an unprecedented shift in rates, and they don't. And they've said previously that they don't want to have a Volcker-style induced um, recession like the 80s, where Paul Volcker was the uh, the central bank head there in the states, where they had to raise rates very swiftly and then and then reverse that. So um, it's not going to hurt them to wait a couple of months to have a breather. Um, where I've seen pun. It's talking of 25 basis points maybe next month. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. But I think they'll uh, they'll probably utilise their jawboning skills that they had to sharpen with zero interest rates, and that's all they had. They'll probably soften um, you know soften the rate expectations verbally over a period of time. Okay, a couple of local issues or local stories. Um, Woolworths today posting a 1.8% rise in Q1 sales. Uh, it says the average prices across its supermarket up 7.3% for the quarter, seeing double-digit inflation growth in fresh fruit, vegetables and meat. How is inflation impacting these sorts of businesses? And are we now getting an idea of how consumers are coping? Yeah, obviously these businesses are being impacted by you know their margins being compressed. And look, and realistically, it almost circles back to the Fed to um, you know to the central bank talk is that the you know central banks are trying to address a problem here that is largely not really in their control. Um, you know, Ukraine Ukraine Russia situation uh, in the form of sanctions or inability to be able to you know, export food is about 25% of um, Europe's food bowl. There's a drought in North America. There's floods in Australia. Uh, oil prices are high, so transportation costs are high. So really, this is not this is not anything to do with necessarily a hot economy. So they're going to have to ba- they're going to have to balance this quite um, quite delicate uh, delicately. Um, but as uh, I think as supply. Um, being a supply-based uh, inflation, I think you know, as we start to see, I think Russia came back to the table on the grain, de- the Black Sea grain deal yesterday, which um, forced down you know wheat prices back down to reasonable levels. So the more we're seeing of that, and the more these supply chains reopen, um, the more crops they can get out, uh, and obviously a shift of our La Nina from, from our shores to uh, to the US, obviously is going to bring on some supply there as well. So um, so yeah, it it really is one of those things that you know if businesses uh, margins are too compressed obviously that's you know they're going to have to cut costs somewhere and um you know that may spell it may spell uh, the worst for say the employment um or the labor market final thing uh fund manager perpetual rejecting a 30 dollars per share takeover bid today what's the appeal here and given the the broad market sell-off we've seen over recent months do you think more takeovers are now on the horizon I think it's a reflection of, you know, of the equity market nearing some sort of bottom. There's a lot of private equity coming in, scooping up long-term assets here. 
um, at pretty, um, you know, at pretty low prices, and uh, because their time frame is, you know, ten years plus. So, um, whereas, you know, a situation like last year, uh, price earnings ratios were extremely elevated, and you didn't really see too much of that going on. I think the appeal for, um, uh, you know, for this takeover is the same reason Perpetual uh, recently acquired uh, Regal. Um, sorry, no, um, Pendle. Is uh, it's, it's economies of scale. Um, funds management is a relationship business, so you you know you don't have the option necessarily to uh, to cut costs across your business uh, in terms of staff because um, funds may leave with the staff members. So I think um, you know in a very very tough year for funds management, you know the likes of. Um, of Magellan falling, you know, from forty dollars to um, to the low teens, etc., is um, a consolidation is generally needed while these guys are having massive outflows, uh, and so they can take retake advantage of those economies of scale. Mark Gardner there from Macro Capital. One thing Mark mentioned uh, or touched on there was Woolworths, which delivered a 1.8% increase in quarterly sales, also saying that supermarket prices across its grocery division up 7.3% in the quarter, driven by double-digit prices in fresh fruit, vegetables and meats. The company CEO also said that floods are having an impact and may squeeze supply on some foods this Christmas season. Here is some of what Brad Banducci had to say earlier at a media conference. Now, this again is a very dynamic situation um, for us, but uh, the, the big issue right now is uh, hopefully everyone is aware is in, is in frozen vegetables uh, in particular, uh, corn and potatoes uh, with the very poor growing season that we've had in Tasmania. And so that is causing some challenges in the frozen category and some risk of unsupplied in some stores. Uh, and that has also flowed through to uh, some risks. I don't want to overplay anything at this stage uh, in potato crisps. So there are some issues then for suppliers on the way through there. So that's the big one. Uh, there has been a delay to the cherry, um, I think the cherry season. And so all the seasonal fruits we'll just have to watch and we'll communicate uh, as we go in a dynamic sense. Brad Banducci there, CEO of Woolworths. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Music.